I want to speak from this thought today. Why is your faith not working? Why is your faith not working? We have been in this series called Miracles. Nothing is too hard for God. And we learned in week number one that there is only one common denominator for every miracle that you see in the Bible. And the one common denominator is you need a need. And then last week we learned that you need to ask God for your miracle. That we have not because we do not ask God. If you miss one of those messages, get on YouTube and watch those messages. It'll help you in your walk with God. And we also learned last week that we need to ask and ask in faith. One of the common ingredients that you, that you see in a lot of miracles in the Bible, not in every miracle, but in a lot of miracles in the Bible is faith. And I want to just give you some examples that you see in the Word of God that faith was key to the miracle. In Mark chapter 9 and verse 22, Jesus turned and saw her take heart, daughter. He said, your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. Matthew chapter 9, verse 29. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith. Let it be done to you. And their blind eyes were open in Matthew chapter 15, verse 28. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. Mark chapter number 10 and verse 52. Go said, Jesus, your faith has healed you immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Acts chapter 14 verse 9, he listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him and saw that he had faith to be healed. So we've learned that we need a need, we need to ask, we need to have faith. And the question is, what is faith? And the Bible gives us a definition of faith in Hebrews chapter number 11 and verse number 1. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and assurance about what we do not see. And after reading this, some of you may be asking yourself, what does this verse really mean? Let me explain it to you. Now, come on, everybody shout, now. Yeah, he's, he begins that verse with now. Now is a powerful word because the author is connecting this thought from Hebrews chapter 10 where he proves that Jesus is our Savior, that Jesus paid the price for our sins on the cross, and it now provides for us a new way to live by faith. Because of Jesus now you and I can live by faith. Now, faith, he goes on to say, is the substance, which means the foundation. The Greek word means something placed or set under. So faith is the foundation for the Christian. The only way the Christian can build a life on Jesus is by faith. Faith is the substance, it's the, the foundation in which the Christian builds their life on Jesus. Faith is the confidence everything is built on. It's the foundation your hope stands on. Faith is a like, it's like electricity. It's vitally important. Everything in the building 
shuts down without electricity in every single location. If electricity goes down, everything is going to shut off. Lights, air conditioning, it shuts down. And it's the same way with faith. Everything in the kingdom of God shuts down without faith. Faith is the substance or the foundation of things hoped for, the verse says, an assurance about what we do not see. So he's saying faith is the conviction, the hope, the confidence, the assurance, the certainty, the firm persuasion, the trust that the unseen promises of God will be fulfilled in your life. Faith is rooted in the substance or foundation of who God is and faith stretches forward to believe what God says. A summary of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 could be this. Now that Jesus proved his love and power on the cross, we now have a foundation that gives us a confidence, hope, proof, and absolute conviction and expectation that God will do what he said he would do. Faith is an expectation and confidence that God can and will do what he said. It's a trust-filled expectation that God is who he says he is and will do what he said he would do. It's not believing God can, it's knowing that God will. Come on, everybody shout faith. Yeah, we're talking faith today, faith, faith, faith. As we learn what faith is, it's important to understand that faith and belief are not the same thing. People all the time confuse faith with belief. A lot of people are not in faith, they're in belief. And belief will not produce kingdom results in your life. James talks about this in James chapter 2 and verse 19. He says, you believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe they believe that and shudder. Demons believe in God. Did you realize that? Demons know more about God than most people do. But they don't have faith in God because believing and faith are not the same thing. You can believe in God and not have faith in God. See, you have faith in God when it's accompanied with action. He goes on to say there in the book of James, chapter 2 and verse 17, he says, in the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Listen, you go to your car after service today, and you can believe your car works. You can understand a lot about the motor and tell me about the spark plugs and how the motor works and how the gas works. And you can, you can tell me a lot about your car, but no matter how much you believe in your car, that it works, no matter how much you know about your car, know about the engine, it's not going to go anywhere if you just look at it. It's not going to go anywhere if you just lean against it. You No matter how much you talk about it, if you can open the door, you can sit in it, you can touch the tires, but if you don't take action and put the key in the ignition or in these new cars, just push the button, but if you don't push the button or turn the key, your car is not going anywhere. If you don't take action the, 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 to start your car, you're not going anywhere. You have to put belief into action to see results. That's faith. Faith requires action. Belief will keep you right where you are. 
But faith will move you to where God wants you to be. And if you don't take action, you don't have faith. James says you have a dead faith. Church, church, did you realize you can't even get saved from your sins without faith? You are saved through faith. Faith is the starting line, the open door, the gateway, the key to the beginning of a relationship with God in the kingdom of God. Faith starts it all and faith sustains it all, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through, through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. We are saved through faith in Christ. You can't even be saved without faith in God because faith is like electricity. Everything in the kingdom shuts down without it. Did you realize faith is so key that you can't even please God without faith? Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he is and that he rewards those who earnestly or who diligently seek him. What does faith look like that pleases God? That's a key question. What does it look like? Well, he says, first, you must believe that God is. But you can't stop there. He says, then you must believe that God rewards those who earnestly or diligently seek him. Notice it doesn't say he rewards those who earnestly seek money. He rewards those who earnestly seek possessions or people or popularity. No, God says, if you seek me, I will automatically reward you. If you will put God first, if you will honor God with your life, if you will seek first the kingdom of God, God will reward your life. Faith that pleases God seeks God with all of your heart because you know that God will reward you. But if you don't believe God is, and if you don't earnestly seek God, you don't have a faith that pleases God. And when you get saved, understand this, you have been given a measure of faith. Just look at your neighbor and say, faith? Yeah, we're talking about faith today. Faith? Yep. Every Christ follower has been given a measure of faith at salvation. Romans chapter 12 and verse number 3 says, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think more highly of yourself than you ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one, to each Christ follower, a measure of faith. Now, faith in this context is not saving faith. This is talking about how at salvation, God gives every Christian, every Christ follower, a measure of faith so we can begin to access all of the benefits that are available to you and I in the kingdom of God. There are many benefits that are available to Christians, and we receive them through faith. Let me make it personal. God has so much blessing for your life. He has blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing, but you will only access those blessings through Faith in Christ. Faith is key. Did you realize not only do you have a measure of faith, but you can develop your faith by hearing God's word. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing 
by the word of God. Our faith develops by hearing the word of God. You need to hear the word of God preached. That's why attending church is so important to your faith because faith is developed by hearing the word of God. It will help you to go from believing to faith. If you hear the word of God, it will help you go from dead faith to action. It will help you go from knowing the word of God to obeying the word of God. Because if you don't obey God's word, you don't have faith. James says in chapter 1, verse 22, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. And you're deceiving yourself if you don't put God's word into practice because faith requires action. I'm not talking about believing. Faith requires action. And then you can develop your faith by withstanding test. Two weeks ago, I didn't go to the gym. I had a crazy, unbelievable, busy week and was not, was not able to work out. I got back in the gym last week and I hit the weights hard. I did the elliptical and one week off and I'm sore. Like, man, what happens if I miss three weeks? My goodness, my sore, my body's sore. Because when you're working out, you experience resistance. Your muscles experience resistance. The, the muscles are, are actually tearing so they can be built up, so they can be Develop is the resistance that causes the muscles to grow stronger. It's the resistance. There's pain in it. But my muscles are actually growing stronger. Kind of like school. If you want to grow smarter and get a diploma or a degree, you have to pass the test. And to develop your faith, you have to face test. You have to face resistance and pass the test of life. James says it like this in James chapter 1 and verse 2 and 3. He says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials or tests of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces, develops perseverance. The test you're facing right now in your health is an opportunity for faith to develop. The test that you're facing at your workplace, in, at your school, the test that you're facing with your friends or in your marriage, the test that you're facing with your family or your finances is there to develop your faith. And your faith is a lot like school. You need to pass the test or you'll keep taking the same grade over and over again. And some of you in your faith, you stuck in the seventh grade because you're not passing the test. And when you're going through the test of life, don't forget in the dark what God spoke to you in the light. You got to pass the test. God spoke to you. I know you're in pain, but God spoke to you. Don't forget what he said in the light. I know you're in pain. I know you're in the dark, but God spoke to you. Remember what God said in the dark. So you can keep living by faith, pass the test. Here's another one. You fight by faith. You fight by faith. When you gave your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, you joined his team. And you're in a fight against the devil and his demons. You're in a war. Some of you thought when you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you're going to be dancing in the flowers. <laughs> And you're wondering, why has hell broke loose in my life? 
because it's not easy in serving God because you're in a faith fight. Did you realize that you are in a war against the evil one? Yes, you're in a battle. That's why the apostle Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse number 12, fight the good fight of faith. You have to fight the good fight of faith. You're in a faith fight. You need to put on the full armor of God that Paul talks about in Ephesians chapter 6. I love how Smith Wigglesworth says it. He said great faith is the product of great fights. Great testimonies are the outcome of great tests. Great triumphs can only come out of great trials. Put up your spiritual dukes and fight the good fight of faith. It's not easy serving God. You're in a faith fight and you fight it by faith. Did you realize that you are protected by faith? Faith will protect you from the attacks of the devil. I reference Ephesians 6, the armor of God. And let me just share one key pieces of the armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16. It says, in addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish, extinguish all of the flaming arrows of the evil one. Now, this shield that Paul is talking about is not a small shield. It was, it was around six foot by three foot. It was like the size of a door so that a soldier in battle could block the enemy's flaming arrows. You see, back in those days, they fought with arrows, and they would put them on fire. They would shoot them towards their enemy to try to hit their enemy, and the enemy would have this big old shield, and they would block the flaming arrows, and it would protect their life. And that's what Paul is saying to you and I. Paul is saying that our faith is like a shield that protects us from the attacks of the enemy. Faith blocks the flaming arrows of the enemy. It blocks the lies and of the enemy. Faith will block the doubt and the fear and the attacks of the evil one. And I want you to develop your faith so that you, you, I don't want you walking around with a little small shield. Some of you walk around with a little small shield. And the enemy's wearing you out. You got to develop your faith so that you have the shield of faith and you can block the flaming arrows of the evil one. Faith will protect you. Paul says you need to pick up the shield of faith so that you can extinguish every fiery dart of the evil one, every fiery arrow of the evil one. You're called to live by faith. So review, a review, a review. We're saved by faith. We please God with faith. We have a measure of faith. We can develop our faith. We're in a faith fight. We're protected by faith, and we're called to live by faith. Romans chapter 1, verse 17, for, it, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed. From faith to faith, it is written, the just shall, come on, everybody say this word, live yeah, the just shall live by faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, for we live by faith, not by sight. The key word I want to focus on is live. We live by faith. Question for you that I want you to answer. How many days a week do you live in a year? How many days? How many days do you live in a year? How many days a year? How many days? 365. 
How many days? You 365. Okay, here's another one. How many days do you live in a month? R roughly 30, sometimes 29, 28. How, how many days do you live in a week? I'm not asking you trick questions. Some of you are scared to answer. Like, I'm not, not going to trick you. Come on, you ought to know this now, okay? How many hours do you live every day? 24. So what I want you to understand what the Bible is saying, the Bible says you are called to live every single day by faith. You need to have faith 365 days a year, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. The apostle Paul says you live by faith because faith is like electricity. Everything shuts down without faith. You cannot access the promises of God without faith. So every day, every hour, every minute, every second, you need to live by faith. Let me say it to you like this. Faith is not a Sunday thing. It's a daily thing. You're called to live by faith in the Son of God. Every single day, live by faith. Because you can miss out on miracles by having a lack of faith. Matthew chapter 13, verse 58, and he did not do many miracles there. Why? Because of their lack of faith. Your faith is the delivery system to the miraculous. Your faith creates an atmosphere for the, for the miracle, miracle working power of God to show up in your life. Faith. You have to be committed to developing your faith so you don't miss out on miracles due to your lack of faith. Let me share one more with you for all of you that are taking some serious notes and I'm going quick and you're wondering, what point is he on? Number 11. You can move mountains with small faith. Jesus said this in Matthew 17, verse 20. He replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, a really small seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And when you hear this, you might think that it contradicts the last point because a mustard seed is a very small seed. And what I want you to grasp, the emphasis isn't so much on the quantity of your faith as it is the quality of your faith. And the disciples hadn't placed their full trust in Jesus. They had some faith, but not strong faith. And you need to be committed to developing a quality faith. you got to develop a quality faith, a strong faith, because just a little bit of quality faith in God can move mountains. A quality faith. That's why you got to read God's Word every day. Read God's Word. Be sure to read God's Word because you need a quality faith. Come to church every single week and hear the preaching of the Word of God because you need a quality faith. Have your 6th to 12th grader at Epic every single Wednesday night in our youth services so they can have a quality faith. Be obedient to God's Word even when you don't feel like it. Obey God's Word so you have a quality faith. Next week, obey God's Word and get water baptized. Don't be a hearer of the word, be a doer, get water baptized because you need a quality faith. Be a tither, serve on the dream team, be in a small group. Why? You need a quality faith so you can see mountains moved in your life. 
And a quality faith is always accompanied with action. We don't just believe, we are people of faith. And today, let's take a step of faith during the prayer time in a few moments. Please don't leave out early. I'm going to call our prayer team forward in a few moments, our trained prayer team, and they're going to agree with you. If you step out in faith, put some, put some action to your faith. And we're going to agree with you for God to do miracles in your heart and in your life today. How many still believe God does miracles? Come on, I believe it. Anybody believe it? I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. We've got faith in the Lord. Father, I bless you. I thank you for your word. I thank you that faith is being ignited and faith is developing. And, and as people are hearing the preaching of the word, faith is coming alive in their heart right now to believe you for the impossible. Lord, have your way as we pray for people today. I'm believing you for miracles in the name of Jesus. And God, I pray for the greatest miracle of all, for one to come home today to you. In Jesus' name I pray. His eyes are closed and heads are bowed. You're at one of the locations and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You know about church. You know about the Bible. You knew the song, Great is Thy Faithfulness, today. You know the song, Amazing Grace. You could tell me John 3, 16, but you don't know Jesus. And it's evident by how you live your life. And today is the day for you to give your life to, to Jesus. Not to know about church, but to know Jesus. Not to know a Christian song, not to know a preacher, but to know Jesus. There are others of you today. You used to live for God, used to serve God, used to walk with God. And the trials of life, you haven't passed the test. The test of life, the temptations of life have pulled you away from Jesus. And today you need to rededicate your life to the Lord if that's you, I want to count to three. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to say yes to him. You want your sins to be forgiven. You want to be on your way to heaven, not hell. Serve God, not the devil. Have peace, not turmoil today. You want to rededicate your life to the Lord. You want him to wash away your sins. You want to be made right with God. Today is the day to be made right with God. If that's you, would you shoot your hand up high in the air as I count to three? One, two, three. Just lift it now. See your hand. See your hand. Others today, see your hand. Others, just lift it high. Every location. Come on, Midwest City, Edmond, Northwest, Indianapolis. Just lift it high online. Just click the raise your hand button or just write yes. Is there somebody else today? You need to give your life to Jesus Christ. You need to say yes to him. Is there someone else? I'm going to ask hands lifted all around this place today. They're at Mabel Bassett. Hands are going up right now. Would you pray this prayer with me? Confess this prayer with your mouth. Believe it in your heart. God's going to wash away your sins. Pray with me now. Heavenly Father, by faith, I receive the free gift of salvation. That Jesus died on the cross and he rose again for my sins to be forgiven. And by faith, I place my trust in Jesus today. And I thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins. And today, I thank you that I am your child. And from this day forward, I will live my life to please you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.